Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, we get Sam mastering how to build Legos, the return of the park, I'm so excited to talk about that, and we've got a special birthday appearance by a former GH guest, or uh, star, GH star, which star is that? Find out after this. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, boy, look at that. The song is back. That means GH is back right here. Welcome, everybody, to the GH Report here on AfterBuzz TV. Of course, we like to go back the uh, not just one week, but in this case, two weeks of General Hospital good times and break it all down. I'm one of your hosts and the least talented here on the panel. Frank Moran. <laughs> <laughs> I'm his co-host, Carla Renata, and I'm joined by... It's Lucretia Line, guys. I felt like on my birthday, I should give you a gift. And, you know, I thought, you know, I'm, I am here for what you think I'm here for. I have thoughts on Mr. Sonny Corinthus. Oh, uh, yeah. yes. But wait, but wait. Let me give Lucretia her song. <clears throat> <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Lucretia. Happy birthday to you. What's up, girl? Ah! Beautifully done, beautifully done. That is beautiful. I will never tell you when my birthday is, but that was beautiful. I hate you so much right now, <laughs> but what else is new? Uh, I'm here to spank Frank for messing up last week. What did you do, Frank? Uh, I got stuck at work, yeah. guys. I got stuck at work, which is terrible. My apologies for that. It, uh, yeah. I'm spending many more hours than it was initially planned. That was Kelly the PEI. I love you, Kelly. <laughs> so, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And you are already in the chat at both Carla and Lucretia have their computers up and running, so they're going to see every great thing that you've got to say as we're breaking down these last two weeks of GH. And, uh, yeah, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, Lucretia, it's been a little while since you've been on the GH report. You've been known to have many opinions about a variety of storylines throughout the years. Uh, just before we dive in deep on specifics, how are you liking the state of GH right now? Well, here's the thing is, you know, I never want to say that everything is negative, but like, because there's a lot of good stuff. To me, this Ryan Chamberlain stuff is phenomenal. I love that we get to revisit that. I love that we have the switch going on and like, you know, there's some hints of people kind of seeing stuff's off, but like not really getting it yet because nobody knows Ryan's alive. And then the fact that Felicia is actually being featured for this is great. And then they add my girl. Ava to this. <laughs> and it looks like Ryan's got a big old crush on her. Like, this I'm loving. And and I love D.A. Margot Dawson because I have always loved Liv Hendrickson and so I'm loving her character. What I don't love is how somehow her character is bad. She's the district attorney and not like other district attorneys is not committing crimes. I mean, she's not a serial killer like Paul. She's just a straight-up good DA 
who is using that to the best of her ability. Conflict of interest? Maybe. But here's the thing is, it's up to them to decide if she's not fit to prosecute the murderer of her father. Okay, I have to interject right there. I just have to interject. Okay, so I'm not a lawyer, but my sister who was here a few Mm. weeks ago is. And she would tell you that any person that does not have objectivity, as the same in the medical mm-hmm. profession or any other profession, where your person, your personal feelings are going to cloud a case, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be on it. Margot Dawson should not be doing anything having to do with Sonny Corinthos because she has no objectivity. Okay, but still, you're just saying she shouldn't be on the case and that she has no objectivity. Which is, you know, opinion, which is good. But, like, the fact that they are, you know, saying the way that this show portrays people who are against Sonny, despite clear evidence, he is 100% wrong. He has fully admitted to this fact that he killed her father. And he buried it and covered it up. These are all 100%. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline facts in the case. Right. I'm talking about about him. I'm talking about her. Yeah, exactly. We gave out her bad deeds, but the thing is, this is in who's good, who's bad situation. And guess what? Like many other times where it's portrayed she's bad, no, Sonny is still worse. (laughs) Mm, She's shady boots. No, I feel Um, like my biggest issue with this, though, is... That because uh, that is the the big thing is for you to be rooting for Sonny to get away with this because he did commit murder. He yeah. did so that is true. So it's tough for I for have I have no he did like you said, Lucretia, he did admit it. Yeah. He mm-hmm. did admit it. But homegirl is breaking the law by trying to blackmail Drew. Well, true. actually that's not true, because that's not blackmail. She was one hundred percent correct in saying, like, look, I have information and you have information and this is an exchange. There is no money, there is no if you don't do this, you know, no. It's yeah, just but like she's hey, trying to him into it though. Yeah, Come that's on. guilting him. That is a bitchy move, I will say, because okay. I kind of wanted them together. I will say, I don't like the fact that she's hurting Drew because he's adorable. And I think that they should be a couple. That I'm not okay with. <laughs> but the fact that they're still... This is this is where people go with Sonny. Because Sonny is not a redeemable character. So they always try to say that everyone around him is just somehow worse. And they're going after this poor victim. Oh. But yeah, he's a freaking murderer. And I just hope that this show ends with him getting to pay for his crimes, finally. And the fact is, my biggest issue with Sonny with this go-around is that now Jason's just crap. Like, because you could always see Jason being the reasonable one, but they have Jason saying lines like, yeah, this DA is really after him. Oh, she's bad. And even, like, I like that Margot's thought on Jason was, like, honestly, I thought he was better than that, too. And it's like, no, he's not. He's just a little brain-damaged thug. (laughs) Well, The first person Sonny took advantage of. I feel like the problem with Margot's character she is that they... Bra- no. I'm still trying to wrap my head around brain damage thug. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that when she first came on, they made her just so unlikable, which, and I don't know if that was the writer's intent, so that you still want to root for Sonny somehow in well, this whole thing? Well, because that's the only way that they've ever been able to trick people into rooting for him as a character, is like they did it with Julian, they did it with Ava, and who aren't perfect themselves, but compared to Sonny, they are like 
wonderful people. Like, not Ava so much, but, like, you know, yeah. she's at least entertaining. But, like, Julian, and, like, Julian has one misdeed, and it's that. Like, the rest of him, eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've always yeah. seen Julian talk a bigger game than he's really delivered. Yeah, based on exactly. The show. It's like, yeah, the only time he really ever crossed the line, let Volt to Sonny, was when he tried to kill Alexis and they rewrote that. But it was like, yeah, like, and that's really their go to is trying to make D.A. Dawson seem so unlikable. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I think she's wonderful. Like, I don't then, like her. Well, if they, I would have been. I like the actress. I just yeah. don't like her character. I would have been more, much more excited about the storyline if they would have made her more likable up front. Because then it would have been like, all right, two characters that were that we both kind of like. You know, your mileage may vary on which one you like more, but at least now you're seeing two characters that are both likable, kind of going against each other. I feel like that's more entertaining than making Margot so unlikable that you just want. If you're a Sunny fan, you're just going you to want something. Her to lose. Yeah, because well, I agree with him. It's she's, easy. She's so she's so incredibly unlikable. Like I can't stand her. She's so incredibly unlikable that you literally, when the show ends, every episode you're like, "Oh, can something please happen to her like tomorrow?" It's the same kind of feeling I had every time Mary Pat would come on the screen. Oh, can we please something have something happen to her like tomorrow? I just like I can't. I cannot with her. I love the actress that plays her. She's been on ABC for a long time. She was on All My Children back in the day. Yeah, she was Frankie and Maggie, twins, because they liked her so much after they killed her off. But, and I love her. I love her as an actress. I do. But man, as Margot Dawson, I just want to snatch a knot in her butt. For real, though. I just, mm. well, Break down down that expression for me. Snatch a knot in her butt? Listen to what I said and then get the visual. I don't need to break it down. Just get get the visual. She's got a, she's got a knot in her butt. You're gonna she, snatch it out. Yeah, yeah. that's gross. Why yeah, you that, do that, that is gross. That's gross. That's gonna get yourself a dirty Forget hand. both of y'all. Yeah, I'm with Michael B here. He's like, I'm sorry, I have to agree with Lacree Cree on Sunny. Sunny have to go to jail. And and two, like one of the things that I'm seeing with this and bringing up all my children, and that's kind of why I wanted to come on the show because part of me fears that we don't have much GH left. And this is because I watched all of these from, you know, ever since I was born. And when all my children and One Life to Live were ending, we're getting some of the same sort of feelings, especially when we have that lingering, you know, Cassidine. And then there's all these other possible patients of people coming back from the dead. And to me, it's almost like we've been given this gift of this Ryan Chamberlain storyline that it almost feels like. they're going to stab us in the heart after that because I'm like, it's so good to see returning storylines that don't involve Sonny Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, it's always Sonny and Port Charles, but some of us would rather see something interesting. Um, But yeah, like, I almost feel like, uh, I feel like we're getting this because it's about to end. And just lots of the, all of the storylines we have right now seem like they're a bow, like, just ready to be wrapped. There doesn't seem to be a lot of, like, umbrelling coming out of this like because it's almost like once we wrap up the baby switch storyline where are we to go i mean we've got the baby switch we've got sunny versus margo we've got the ryan chamberlain thing but that we all know will wrap up in a neat way here soon and who knows i mean maybe it'll end up with uh dead dr hot priest who just so you guys know i am donezo with griffin like Oh, yeah. ooh, we're going to no. find out about that in a little bit. Yeah. Because I did see in terms of the baby storyline that the producers have said there was going to be like multiple kind of twists to the story. Yeah. I feel like we have not really seen one since. Well, they bought the, the, well, when we ended on Friday, they showed us like one possible twist. Yeah, because Nell was like acting like she was going to tell Michael, but I don't see her doing that. Because no. honestly, I think Nell loves to twist the knife in him. That's why I kind of loved Nell towards the end. She was like literally the worst, but 
It kind of made her entertaining. And she did best Carly for a little bit, which was great. <laughs> she was another one. I was yeah. like, ooh, can we have something happen to her like yesterday? And then they did. Mm. And I was very happy. I was like, goodbye. Well, you know, like, and that's what makes them so boring is like anybody that goes against Carly or Sonny is eventually not going to be able to be on top. And it's like, that's what makes, you know, that's why they're boring. It's like they no, can't no, no. stand I'm on their not own say, feet. I'm not saying yeah. she's boring. That's not what I said. Yeah. I didn't say she was boring. I said... That, I said that's boring. Okay. That they always win. Not Nell is interesting. Okay. All right. Later. So I will, I will agree with you that yeah. Nell was interesting. I didn't say she was boring. I just said yeah. that I was about, what was boring me was the way they were portraying her. Like, I got real tired of her whining about Michael. It's just, it was enough. I'm like, can she either go to jail or get killed or something happen to her, please, like yesterday? And then they put her in jail. I was like, yay, bye. Bye, Felicia. Well, as we're talking about killers. Uh, and the crucial mentioned storyline that she's been really enjoying. Let's just dive into the Ryan Chamberlain yeah. story. We get to see Laura come back. She's back in the canvas, which is great to have Jeannie Francis in there. Jeannie looks phenomenal. And way. she's being like, kind yeah. of mean this time yeah. around too. She's not. She's not being such nice, Laura, because the the Laura that came back before would always come back and be lovely and wonderful. And you know, she it was like the grand dame of GH returning. And this time she returned, honey, and her foot was on uh, Valentine. Her yeah. foot was on Valentine's hand. I'm like, ooh, Laura's got a little got a little edge to her this time. I think I'm kind of liking this Laura. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling her this time around. I'm like, okay. And she kind of just made her rounds around GH, you know, having her little input with everything. But the thing that, that was the most disturbing for me with her is that I couldn't, I can't wrap my brain around the fact that she doesn't know that that's not Kevin. Like, there are signs well, she, coming to her. Like, she's, yeah. she's kind of getting that inclination. But I'm like, if that's your husband and this is somebody that you've been with intimately, I'm going to need you to know that that's not who that is you're looking at. Especially when he tell me, <laughs> I'm sick. Well, and two, like, at least they're not portraying Laura as not seeing something's off. But two, no one knows that Ryan's alive. So if Ryan had been alive, I could see more people thinking that that... And two, granted, they have had situations where people were, you know, it was phase on in a mask or, you know... It was Nicholas, uh, that guy who looked like Nicholas. We've had that a lot on the show. It should be your first thought if something's weird. This isn't my husband, whatever. But they, I at least give her the benefit of the doubt that she's been gone. Maybe she's probably, honestly, she probably is thinking he's cheating. Like, you know. Well, that's how they're portraying it. They're making yeah. it seem like, you know, something's going on with him and Lucy. Which Lucy Lucy's trying. <laughs> yeah. Lucy was trying it. She was trying it with that chicken soup and Laura cracked her oh, face. Laura. She was like, mm, I'm going to need you to call first and I'm going to need you to let me give yeah. my husband chicken soup. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, Laura, let her have it. But yeah, I just, I'm going to, if you, I just have issues with the fact that you don't know that's not your husband. Like, I would know. Well, I would know. I, true. I mean, and I agree with uh, Lucretia, your comment. No. Like, if you live in a world where people can come back from the dead, that <laughs> yeah. you, and people can, you know, assume somebody else's identity, that I guess you should think about that. But it's still, I have a tough time to think of that. would be my first initial go-to. Oh, it must be my husband's twin brother, who really we thought were dead 20 years ago, is now back. Yeah. Or she starts it's pulling it his neck like this. Like, is it a mask? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's a soap opera. Not, soap opera. You don't know how they, yeah. how they roll. That's how they roll. But what I do like is that he's starting to meddle with some other people, or at least get into their lives. Yeah. And one, as you mentioned, is with Ava, and really kind of stoking that uh, 
as Ava came in to describe her her feelings, and it's like oh, her that vulnerability, was masterful the way that she yeah. described her need for vengeance. Yeah, she he because when when she when he subtly suggested that maybe she might contemplate killing Kiki. She was like, you're not suggesting I kill her, are you? And he was like, uh. He looked very awkward. I'm like, really? Is that what we gonna do? We gonna have her try to kill her own kid? I just cannot. Well, no, that was what I liked is in that moment, though, Ava was like, oh, what you're doing is reverse psychology. That's so absurd. Like, she's like that, you know, me thinking of that and how crazy that would be. Like, I'm you're showing me that I'm not as mad as I think I am. Like, that was funny. It was her, like, rationalizing it and, like, thinking of what he was doing. And that was so, like, to me, the way they played that was really funny. And and I like their interactions, because it's pretty clear to me that he's interested in Ava and that he may try to kill Kiki, that that's what's going to happen. I have a feeling it's setting up that Kiki, because we know Haley Aaron has got that, yeah. that Pretty Little Liar spinoff show. So I think she's going to be leaving the show, and I think she's going to be uh, taken out by Ryan. So, because if you're going to be Ryan Chipperland on the show, somebody's got to die. Well, and that's why I was like, I, I don't mean, I love Matt Cohen, and he can go back to Supernatural, or he could come back as another character on this show, but Griffin is dead to me. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, he, like, literally acted like he was Mr. Innocent all the time, and he did that, and it was just like, dude, like, it is one thing if you were, like, openly a scumbag, but, like, Griffin was, like, 100% a douche in that whole situation, and it's just like, no, sorry. Well, I mean, he did want to tell Ava what was yeah. up, and Kiki said, don't tell yeah. him. So, I, you know, he... he and he, Kiki, I had honestly forgiven in the beginning, but the way that she's been acting lately, it's like, no, like, they both trash. I you, know, you know what? I ain't, got, I ain't got nothing but love for Kiki, because there's only so many times that you can come at somebody and come at somebody and come at somebody before they're like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. And especially when it's your mother, when your mother consistently keeps coming at you and coming at you and you consistently keep trying to give her the benefit of the doubt and she consistently keeps giving you reasons not to. Even Kiki says that she used to see the good in her mother until she wised up. She wised up because she realized that her mother is her mother is who she is. She's not going to change. She's not going to change her ideology. She's not going to change how she feels about her and Griffin. She's just not going to change. She broke up Kiki and Morgan. Right? Well, yeah. Like, Ava is by far from a perfect person, but her and Kiki actually had a decent relationship that I agree was pretty well, you know, ruined by the Morgan situation, but they were coming to a better place. And let's face it, Ava was not the first one to throw a stone in this situation. And this, obviously, and two, Ava had done a lot of work on herself and was trying to be a better person with Griffin. And to shatter all that, it's like, and two, I agree that Ava did not go about this. Obviously, in the courtroom, not a good idea. Like, in two, she has people like Julian and Scotty, thankfully, who care about her and are telling her, this is not the way to go about this. Even Franco but, told yeah, her. And yeah, exactly, Franco. But yeah, like, Kiki has been bragging in this whole situation to me and like and that's the thing is like look I get not wanting to be like close mother and daughter with Ava right now but like Kiki has almost like she's pretty well seems like she's going after Griffin when she didn't wasn't interested in him before they didn't portray that early on and that's why to me flipping the storyline like she was into him from the whole line makes Kiki look bad like when she didn't before that it was more of just like a hey she was vulnerable and Griffin did take advantage of her now that they flipped it it's like yes that looks better from a feminist perspective I guess that she you know was into him but honestly it makes her look like a bad daughter from the get-go when she wasn't and that's the problem 
I don't think she's going after Griffin. I think yeah. there was a mutual admiration society between the two of them. I feel like there was always because every time they showed them in a scene together, when he, even when he was with Ava, there was always there's something bubbling underneath between him and Kiki when they were in the hospital. Always, always, always. So once Ava was kind of out of the picture, it was like, well, she's gone. She's mad at me again. She's not feeling me as her daughter. I'm just tired of playing this game with her. So let me just go on and live my life. I'm not mad at her for that. And to me, though, that makes... Because Kiki was better than that. This makes Kiki... And I'm bad that this person brought this up because even though I love Ava, Fantastic Family Adventures is like, yeah, she doesn't have to start acting like Ava. And remember, Kiki broke up her relationship with Morgan by cheating on him with his brother. But let's remember, she is Ava's daughter. So I've said this before on the show. She's Ava's daughter. But she was better than her. I understand that. I understand that. I understand that she was acting better than her. But at the end of the day, they shared the same DNA. So eventually, that side of her was going to have to come out. Eventually. And now it has. And I, for one, am loving every minute of it. As I I say, it makes Kiki, like, more likable in one sense of, like, she's got a backbone. But at the same time, it's like, when same thing when Liz does certain things. I'm like, you were better than that. Don't stoop to Carly's level. And that's what I don't like. Is like, to me, Kiki and Liz are characters that I don't want to see behave like that. Because... They should be better than these hoes. I mean, Mm -mm. well, speaking, not speaking of hoes, but Mm -hmm. as we mentioned earlier about Morgan, this was the celebration of Morgan's death. So they had that and there was, and everything kicked, I loved how everything was kicking off in the cemetery. Like, why is everything, why why is all the drama kicking off in the cemetery? All these flowers and everything's just popping off in the cemetery with Margot Dawson and Sonny is popping off in the cemetery. It's popping off with Ava and Kiki in the cemetery. But I love how there were the tender moments where people had their own individual moment, Carly, Sonny. Kiki and Ava had their own individual moment where they could say something to Morgan's grave, you know, by themselves without drama attached to that. So that was nice that they at least were able to communicate that. But let's just talk. Let me just flip it back for one second to uh, D.A. Dawson. How shady is it of her to have her father buried next to Morgan? That is shady boo. I literally stood up and clapped that's shady whenever boots. that happened that shady i was like boots oh yeah well because this is what i love is like the way that carly behaved in the whole situation it's like how dare you bury your father that i know my husband killed <laughs> next to my son who is dead because of mob violence it's like oh my god like carly and Sonny are made for one another even though and this is why jason sucks he and carly should be doing it him and sam Oh my God, J. Sam's the worst, but I know me and Frank will have a conversation about that later. But yeah, like it is. Y'all are throwing daggers in my heart today. Between Sonny and J. Sam, I cannot. Those are the worst things about this show. Carly infinitely entertaining, I do always say, because especially with Laura Wright, Carly entertains me, but, like, her and Sonny do belong together with this how horrible she is as a person. Like, just that, to, like, this woman finally found out her father is dead and buries him in a shady way. I do agree, but that was awesome, by the way, because that was just, like, I am going to dig at you, boy, and that was good. Well, because I feel like Jason's plan, and well, Carly's that Jason is capitalizing on, is... Let's show D.A. Dawson that her dad wasn't, wasn't perfect. A, yeah. yeah. And that's going to steer her off. But I feel like you could show him that he could be corrupt. He could have been in the, the mob deep and he was taking advantage of all this power yeah. and money. But at the end of the day, it's also still a human being that Sonny murdered and it does still happen to be her father. She could also be disillusioned, but 
she would still want it. I don't, I don't know. think it's. Gonna, yeah. I don't think that's going to stop her. Well, yeah. and that's the thing is like that's Jason's plan, and that's why I hate Jason in the storyline because I'm like. You want to make her dad look bad to her who's dead? Like, that's Actually, just it's Carly's cool. plan. Actually, yeah. it's Carly's plan, and Carly asked Jason to execute it. Yeah, that's so true, that. but he's just into it. And that's the thing. It's like, Jason used to... Again, I'm just tired of these people being drugged down to their level. Like, Kiki, Jason, all these people were better than that, but now you're not. And a lot of people in chat have brought up, like, Man and Jazz41173, that Kiki is the one who should have been Nina's daughter. And I kind of wonder if she still is. Because this new girl was pretty, but she's suspicious to me. True. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to talk about that in just a yeah. second. But you know what, folks? Before we do mm-hmm. that, you know, After My Buzzers, our network produces after shows for nearly all mm-hmm. your favorite TV shows, like Supernatural. That would, uh, that's my favorite TV that's show. That's right there. So if you love Supernatural just like that, we have an After Buzz show just for you. But from dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there is no network that works harder for you, the television fans. But we need your help. So we're asking that you subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you, yes, you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about those pesky notifications, don't worry, they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out all our AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. And let us know you did so in the comments. And Carla Renata, she will record a, a song to one of you folks right out I'm gonna there. I'm going to need yeah. you to not be making promises every episode of stuff that you know good and darn well I'm not going to do. Well, we don't because Carla wanted to show off her singing skills. And so I that was a way just to I did not want to show advertise. off my singing skills. Yeah. I was trying to give my girl Lucretia a happy birthday. <laughs> a special happy birthday. Stop putting words in my mouth, Frank Moran. So she will write and sing a don't be mad. song just for Look, you. When don't you be mad because you can't carry a tune. Don't be <laughs> mad. Don't hate. Congratulate. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but for now, folks, thanks for being the best fan. <laughs> around and for helping us become the ESPN of TV talk. Uh, so, yes. <laughs> in the chat room, Kelly, Kelly ain't right. Yeah. Kelly said, intermission time, Lucretia and Carla go to your corners. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like reminiscent of the good old days of me and Dean always going That's at right. it because she loves Sunny too and I would just be like, yeah. like, I never miss a moment to throw shade. Well, Clearly. speaking of DNA and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, possible uh, siblings uh, or uh, sons and daughters. There was a talk at the one time that when the first ne- uh, time the Nina storyline came mm. up that her daughter could be alive. Wait, could it be Kiki? And somehow Ava actually took the daughter from whatever kind of uh, machinations occurred. And then they kind of died down. And right. now they've really kind of come back to find out, like, hey, who is Nina's daughter? Maybe this is really happening. And instead of really tying it into Kiki again, and maybe that's because Haley Aaron's leaving the show, they've introduced this other girl, Sasha, uh, in a very... Too quick to, and too easy to make you think that it could really be the real no, deal. No, yeah. Really? You think? Well, they did the two DNA tests. She found looks her super so much fast. like her, though. She does, yeah. but Curtis found her so fast, and then the DNA tests were so quick, and they were both conclusive that it well, feels like know, it's too easy. Well, you know, they do DNA easy. tests really yeah. quick now, so there's that. Yeah, but... It's it, not like it takes, you know, months and weeks to do them. But this seems like the easiest... For what seems to be like a, the potential a potential of a big storyline has been happening so easily. And, and that to me is if she is Nina's daughter, that means the show's not gone for long. And that to me is it. Like, because that's what this, this was one of those things, just like with all the other possible people coming from back from the dead, that reminded me of like the ending of All My Children and One Life to Live of like, oh, this thing that we've wanted to do for a long time, we're just going to quickly do that. Like, no explanation whatsoever. And it's like, eh, that... So, to me, it's like, I hope Sasha isn't her daughter. Then I may be wrong. But, like, yeah, like, Kelly from PEI is like, Sasha is not Nina's. 
Well, yeah. I mean, the thing that makes me think, I, I, for the longest time I thought Sasha was her daughter, until that moment where Nina asked her if she had the other half of that locket and she didn't yeah. have it. So then I thought, oh, well, maybe she's not her daughter. Then who is she then? And then it becomes, is somebody trying to run uh, a scam on everybody? Or yeah. Valentine, we know of a shady... Valentine would not shady do that boots. to Nina, though. I, I would, I would yeah. agree. Because Valentine, as I say, Valentine's one of those characters that he is shady, but Valentine loves Nina and he loves Charlotte. He would never do anything to hurt either one of them. But he has like, before. Yeah, well, like, the thing with Nathan, that was inadvertently. He was keeping quiet for Peter, who he always saw as, like, you know, wanting His to son. protect him. Mm. And that was the thing. It's like, he didn't think Nathan would get hurt. Like, like, and that was where I'll say it's like that happened and she was mad, but like that was why whenever uh, she's like, oh my God, you blackmailed my mother and, and then you had no intention of going through. She's like, I love you. <laughs> and I feel like that was a great moment. Yeah. Bouncing knows how much to the core of Nina's yeah. character, this whole uh, was so issue important. with her baby. Yeah. yeah, that I agree that he would not do something deliberately to injure her or try to run a scheme on her. Well, and that was why he was keeping quiet about it and he went to Curtis of all people because he's like, you care about her as much as I do. So, like, this would be horrible because neither one of them in they were trying to protect Nina from the get-go, making mm. sure this wasn't a scam. Mm. But I also yeah. agree with Curtis in the sense, too, that I feel like Valentin, while yes, he's being cautious, yeah. but I do agree with Curtis when he says, like, but you're also trying to set this up oh, so yeah. you look great, so Nina will take you back. Right. Yeah. And that's that's not gonna happen. And at least, like, Valentin's honest. Like, he's like, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so not going to happen. So we do have that meeting that happens with him, and uh, Nina does not handle it as gracefully as she could, and understandably so. She had, like, a little emotional breakdown. I felt yeah. I felt so sorry for her. I really kind of did. I was like, this woman has spent years on General Hospital wanting a child, wishing for a child, and now she has this moment where this person is supposed to be her child, and she's face-to-face with her, and she just says all the wrong things, does all the wrong things. Like, that moment where she literally dissed the girl's uh, adoptive mother was not a great moment in time. Like, that was horrible. And then she had to kind of backpedal to keep it. And I'm just like, oh, girl. There's no coming. There's no coming back from this. There's no coming back from this. You can't be dissing. She's like, well, she lied to you. I'm like, oh no, Mister, you can't come at her like that. You gonna come at her like that and think she gonna be like, yes, I love you, thank you, mom. No, uh, uh-uh. that's that's not gonna happen. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, to me, like, I thought Nina obviously is a mess because this has been her dream. But, like, I thought that Sasha was a little too cold. Like, and I get it, but it's like, I've known people who realized they were adopted later and they couldn't wait to meet their parent just to at least see. So there was something suspicious about this girl from the get-go because it's like, that seems odd. Even if you were close with your adoptive parent, the fact that she had no curiosity or anything seemed odd to me. And then there's the fact of, like, Nina is great. And, like, yes, she didn't make the best first impression, but it's, like, the fact that this person's, like, standoffish when Nina's the head editor of Crimson Magazine does seem a little weird. Because, especially being a young girl like that, that's shady. Like, Yeah, I I guess it's also trying to come from from Sasha's point of view. If you did find your birth mother and they said, oh, yeah, yeah, my mom put me in a coma and then I delivered a baby and then my mom just took that baby and did a black market adoption and that's you, I don't know if I'd be like, yeah, this seems like somebody I really, <laughs> yeah, I want to get back yeah. involved with this family. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, with Nina's mom, but it's like Nina is clearly innocent and like not at all like her mother. Yeah. Like <laughs> She was in the coma. It's like, and that's sort of the thing. It's like when you realize what happened and you're not concerned about this person, then 
That to me is very actually odd. that is shady. If yeah, you knew this I person say, was in a coma and had yeah. you in a coma, like when you have questions about, like, so how did you get in the coma? Yeah, and how did you find out that you had me? And like, how did all of, like, did you not have it? I agree with you on that. She had no questions. Yeah, none. And I was like, I just yeah. want a closure. You don't. Yeah, I just want a closure. You didn't get closure. You didn't ask no questions. <laughs> like, how you gonna yeah. get closure? And you ain't asked one question. <laughs> is that? And that's just what I'll say is the fact that she wasn't interested considering Nina has interesting things to talk about. Like, if she's just like, I was middle class, lived in a two-story house, like, I get not having questions, <laughs> but, like, you in a coma, like, your mom took me and gave it, gave it to somebody else. <laughs> These are interesting. And Matthew Kennedy brings up a good point. Soap history storyline, the bad girl is always the daughter. Like, AMC, Erica Kane, and Kendall. Like, so maybe Nell is Nina's daughter. Oh, my God. That would be a freaking nightmare. Yeah. For me. Ugh. Well, uh, many of these interactions happen in the park that we get this week. Uh, Always a great time when you can go out to the Port Charles Park, which happens to be right outside the uh, the ABC studios there, and do some lovely remote scenes. These were delightful as always. Uh, my favorite being, which always makes drives me crazy, is the uh, Valerie uh, Christina interaction, where Christina's just standing there and Valerie like walks through plants to yeah. get on there to get onto the path. Because when they start walking, there is no walkway. Right. She literally walked through right. rocks and trees and greenery she did. to get on the walkway. Wait, like, what is this? But wait, let's just talk about Valerie for a second. Why do they just? <laughs> Why do they just have Valerie appear out of nowhere? Like, she's been there the whole time. Like, there's been all these storylines around her the whole time. And she appears, like, once a week. And now this week she appeared. And they were like, oh, let's celebrate you making Detective. I'm like, but where's she been all this time? Yeah, it's Studying. almost like on How I Met Your Mother where they would make those jokes about these characters. Like, like Will Sasso's, like, bouncer character. They were like, yeah, he's been here all the time. And they just superimposed him in all these moments. It's like, I almost feel like that's what they wanted us to believe about Valerie that she was there for all this family stuff and then like no it's like having a cardboard cutout of her in the poor Charles police station <laughs> yeah. that all of a sudden has come to life it's just so random and weird it really is well cuz there was that after they uh, they were at the Kelly's and there's that little joke that Chase tries to play like oh you got to pick up the tab <laughs> yeah. but uh, he leaves and then uh, Jordan and Valerie talk and she like t- uh, Valerie kind of explains her and Chase's relationship their partnership We've seen none of it. So, yeah. Like, yeah, like, okay, sure, whatever you say. Yeah, I, those I, are so awkward. It's yeah, like, the, 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 the disbelief that is, or the belief that is suspended in those moments is kind of like, wah, wah, wah. It's like, <laughs> like, come on, y'all, give us a little bit more credit. And to be honest, I feel like they only brought Valerie back for Christina because, like, and they're doing this detective thing to give her something to go, and it's just like, yeah, like, because all of us were like, her and Christina had some chemistry, and that'd be interesting. So it almost feels like that's the only purpose of this. Do you see it as a storyline? Because I think many fans, yeah. too, anytime they have interaction, see they see it. Yeah. Do you see this as, as Valerie coming to terms with her sexual identity, or is it Christina having a crush on somebody that identifies as uh, heterosexual and is going to be hurt by this? I think that it'll be Valerie and her get together because, like, you know, Valerie is in, you know, is a stronger woman who was raised by, you know, a single woman. And, you know, this is something that we've kind of seen with her character being, you know, it's not something new that you wouldn't expect. And she's had never really a good relationship with a man. So, like, it would kind of make sense for her to sort of discover that maybe she likes, you know, or maybe like Christina, she likes both. But, yeah. 
It'd be interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, it, the chemistry between them is always interesting. So I would it'd be curious to see them explore that. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see that storyline explored a little bit because we never really got to see anything happen with Christina the, the other time with her teacher. I mean, just and we never got any. We we never really got to see anything with Valerie other than the whole thing happening with Dante and that and they kind of just vilified her so horribly in that situation. <laughs> now Dante's gone. And she's back, and it's just weird. And it's just, you know, I would like to see them have some kind of closure with her in a different storyline that's a little more positive on her end. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and that's why I thought that this would be a good storyline for her. Because to be honest, she really wasn't that bad in the Dante situation. Yes, yeah, she shouldn't have slept with the Mary Band, but like, she didn't really like aggressively pursue him either. It wasn't like some of these storylines where it's like, yeah, you were way going after a married man. <laughs> like, true. And that's what I'll say. I was like, she did something bad, but it wasn't like the worst. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Dante, we do have uh, a great one-sided phone call that between was Lula horrible. and Dante. So oh my bad. God, that was so bad. I was just like, and then Peter walked in on the end of it, and I'm like, are y'all trying to hook Peter up with Lulu? Please don't do that. No, like, please don't do that. Don't like because Peter and Maxie actually are cute. Like, and they do have chemistry. And like, you could tell that Maxie was jealous. And like, yeah, like no offense, Lulu is batshit. Like, I'm so over this version of Lulu. And no disrespect to Emmy, she's really great. But like, Lulu is so obnoxious. Don't inflict her on anyone at this point. Speaking yeah. speaking of Lulu, Lulu and Nina has some nice little moments. This, I have enjoyed how their relationship has uh, kind it's of progressed. Evolved because they hated each other for yeah, the longest time. They're much better. And this is what actually is when Lulu is likable is when she's around Nina and they're talking about Charlotte like they're co moms. Like mm-hmm. that is good. But yeah, it's like because for the longest time, Nina was the good mom in that situation. Lulu was being ridiculous and she was trying to like, you know, play, you know, help her and Valentine. And it was like, okay, like. You know, I'm glad they've come to a better place. And as I say, that's likable about Lulu. But yeah, like th- that conversation with Dante, I was like, I'm not caring one bit here. Yeah. Well, to jump over uh, for a moment there, because we have Valentin and Laura's confrontation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valentin says, hey, you know what? Uh, Lulu and I, we've reached uh, an understanding because we've, we share a child together. and we've... He was shady boots. But I mean, he does have a point. It's like, because Laura is certainly carrying that, the, 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 the death of Nicholas uh, and Valentin's involvement in that. Can should Laura let that go, or at least not let go, but at least they got to try to find some way to coexist because they there is a grandchild that's uh, involved. That yeah, I think they should find a way to coexist. But I love it when she, when he's when he's actually said to her, he's like, you know, me and Lulu are one big dysfunctional family. Why don't you join us? Oh, man. <laughs> yes. I kind of loved him for saying that because she literally had nothing to say when he said, "Why don't you join us?" She just kind of looked at him and kept mm-hmm. it moving. I was like. He has Valentine. You better read. Yeah, we got to talk about funny. Oscar, though. Oh, yes. So uh, we will. We've got ten yeah. more minutes. Oh, okay, I'm just yes. saying. Uh, one last thing. Uh, so we have uh, Dante, of course, one-sided right now because uh, his betrayer, uh, Dominic, is off the show right now. How long do you think it is before we find out that, oh, hey, Dante's been killed, supposedly, in yeah. the line of duty? So that at least Lulu's free to grieve and they possibly move on to another relationship? I don't think they're going to kill Dante off. I don't see, because he's Sonny's son and that somehow protects him of being killed, especially with Morgan already dead, they're going to recast Dante before they'd kill him off off screen. I don't think they're going to kill him. That is one thing about being Sonny's kid over any other kid on this show <laughs> is like, you're never going to be off screen for very long. Like, Christina, I was surprised, was gone as much as she was, but... But that's because she's a girl. But the, all the boys always get all the screen time, too. All right. Yeah. I mean, it would be good was... only because it's like, yeah, I, I, the idea of Lulu moving on, I, yeah, it, it would, just, it, it would <laughs> yeah. just take too long. 
So, all right. Carla wants to talk about Oscar, everybody. I yeah. do want to talk about Oscar because, you know, I'm feeling some kind of way about the fact that, you know, Oscar's sick. He's got this brain tumor situation. He doesn't, his parents have decided that they kind of want him to go through this experimental treatment. He's not having it. He goes to Alexis to see what his legal rights yeah. are to, like, you know, make sure that he can have a say-so in what happens to him. And then, above all things, he consistently... um keeps pushing Joss away, and then he has this moment where he enlists Cameron, yet Cameron just gets in deeper and deeper. I'm just like, Cameron, boy, step away. Just step out of the situation. He enlists Cameron to Photoshop a photo of Oscar with someone else to eventually just make Joss, like, shut it down and just leave him alone because he... But what I did love about the reasoning why he did it is when he said, I want her to always remember me as her first love and not the boy that she dated who's dying. No. Yeah, and that's the thing. is like I see Oscar's point of view, and he's a cute kid, and I like him. But I feel like, you know, I understand him being mad at his parents in one sense. But it is just like, dude, you were just, I get it, You're, but you're not being reasonable. And again, he is a teenager. He does have a brain tumor. I understand it. And teenagers are unreasonable. Exactly. And I'm just like, I understand his position, but I'm to the point of like, forgive your mommy. She's wonderful. We love her. (laughs) Like, you know, and get the freaking thing. And then you're going to live and you're going to be a cute little couple again. But I do like Cameron in this situation because he's like, he hasn't told Josh and, you know, he wants to, but he's really being a good friend to Oscar. And I say, Cam's being a good kid. He's being a good friend to both of them, really. Because I wasn't feeling Cameron for a minute. He was getting on my nerves. he seemed like a little brat at first. He was getting on my nerves. But now I'm like, I'm seeing this honorable side from him, from Josh, from the perspective of protecting Josh. And I see him from this perspective of trying to be a good friend to Oscar, who he's been such a dick to all this time. So I kind of... I kind of give him props for playing both sides, but I feel like eventually he's going to crack and he's just going to tell Joss what's up. You know, and we've talked about this with uh, D.A. Dawson and Cameron, and I feel like it's a long history with a lot of GH characters that they introduce or reintroduce. Mm. They make them so unlikable up top. And then for, for, I don't know why they always go in with it. Let's make them unlikable first Mm. and then try to make you like them. And then eventually she became likable. Or, yeah, and that's, like, that's what they always do. And you're like, why why do all that? Yeah. yeah. They did it with Ava, too. Yeah. yeah. She was likable for, like, two seconds. No, Ava's <laughs> the best character on this show. Now, we've talked about uh, this a little bit, but I want to ask you, Lucretia, yeah. that I would I would love it that I feel like the, the Oscar story could be a very much of a Robin and, and Stone. Yes. Uh, where it is, I mean, it sadly would yeah. end with Oscar passing, but it could be a really well-told story. Would you prefer to see that, or would you like to see this miracle cure work? And they continue on as a happy couple. Honestly, because it's Drew and uh, Kim's kid, who I really do like both of them. And um, that's the reason I want Oscar to live. Because it's like, I like Drew. Especially now with Franco and with Curtis. Like, he's become a really likable character. So I don't want to see that for him. But honestly, storyline-wise, especially with as good of actress as Eve McCoy is, for her, I think that would be the way to go, though. I mean, that's the sad part. Is While I like Drew and Kim both, and this is their kid... It's like storyline wise, I think him dying would be better. I yeah. yeah I mean, you never want to wish you know. Uh, you never want to yeah. wish somebody to be out of work. No, correct. Right. But it would be a really well told story. I would yeah. like to see that. Uh, yeah, but uh, we will uh, see what happens with those guys there. Yeah, the chat's bringing up a good point. You know, little Aiden, uh, they're like wondering if he's gay. Like, is that? And honestly, I was kind of wondering if maybe they're going with him, maybe exploring like wearing girls' clothes or things like that. Because like you know, Franco kind of wanted to help him if he yeah. liked the stuff. So, yeah, that's an interesting point. What do you guys think with Aiden? 
I I'd be all up for yeah. exploring that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd be curious. I've I've not yeah. seen it with a child so young. So it'd no, be and that's to see. a little odd. But I was like, oh, that might be interesting. Mm. It's kind of okay. So to yeah. speak from real life experience, I had a cousin that's no longer with us. That from the minute we were kids, I always knew he was gay. Yeah, he always knew he was gay from the minute he was a little kid, and then it was you know confirmed as we got older. But this is the thing about that. I think it would make a great, and I say that to say that I think this would make a great storyline from a from a, a little kid perspective because a lot of people believe you know you can pray to gay away. It's a lifestyle. Is this is that? And I'm here to tell you right now that because I had a relative that was that that was gay, he was like that from the moment he got here. It wasn't something that he chose to be. That's just who he was. So if Aiden is showing signs of that, it's better. It, it would be nice to see um, a soap show that perspective because I don't think there's been any soap operas that have attacked it from that vantage point. Not that young because, yeah. like, you know, Bianca was still pretty young, as a, but it was still a teenager. Yeah. And, yeah, like, but, too, A Million Little Things is doing that as well, which is also on ABC, so maybe that's it, the, you know, a young kid. Like, yeah, I mean, that's good. I think yeah. it's important to yeah. show that perspective because a lot of kids even more so, more and more now, are discovering when they're younger, and they're more vocal now than they were when any of us were children mm-hmm. about where they felt like they were in terms of where their sexuality is. I think it would be a great... And ABC has always been really good at attacking things that no other network does. So this would be a really great challenge for them to take on. That's what I think yeah. about it. Yeah. I love Jazz 41173's comment. Sorry, no, Frank. Robin and Stone were a once-in-a-lifetime for Soap Story. Back when I liked Sunny. <laughs> like, I liked right. Sunny with Stone. That was good. But- <laughs> Uh, we're getting ready to wrap up, but uh, before we do a little a little casting news. So we got uh, Spencer's returning, Nicholas Bechtel. He'll be Yay. back. Uh, Yay! No, uh, no word on how long his visit will be, but it'll be, I'm sure, long enough to stir some things up. And then he'll uh, head love back. Him. Head yeah, back to he's Europe. the best. He's hilarious. <laughs> well, I live for his scenes. And Chloe Lanier, uh, Chloe Lanier uh, who we saw back on Friday, is now. She'll be here on Monday as well, but then she'll going to be whisked back off. To jail. Uh, to jail. So, <laughs> but she is open to do other uh, drop-ins. So you never know whenever the storyline dictates, we could have another Nell sighting. Okay. Or if she turns out to be really uh, Nina's long-lost daughter. Yeah, that would be weird. But... <laughs> Who's in prison yeah. and you'll never get to hang out with her, really, Nina. Uh-uh. Uh, and then there's also been a lot of talk about Tyler Christopher. Uh, Nick yeah. Lenny, yeah, there's a, the, the Are they going to bring him back? Well, there's a mystery. We've seen the Cassadine ring on somebody's yeah. hand. Uh, you know, that person has Cassandra. So. Oh, my God. I would live for that. I loved yeah. him on that show. And there's been talk that, I mean, certainly Wally Kurth, he does bo- a double duty on both days as well as GH. Mm. Possibly could tell her Christopher, who's uh, really been uh, quiet on social media lately, could he be doing something where he could bounce between the two subs? Yeah. I would I hope live so. for that. Oh, yay. Because I think Ava needs Nicholas back. Like, and I think, you know, that would be good. That would be great. I, I guess it would be interesting because I feel like if you were gonna, if he was going to do that, he would need a little bit of a, a time because I think yeah. that character character's return would be so important that you would need to be able to have Tyler Christopher a nice chunk of time. Oh, yeah. To be able to tell the story. Yeah. So, I don't know. But uh, I would be excited. Uh, I think I'd be, well, I think everybody's first preference, preference would be to have Tyler Christopher. But if you couldn't have Tyler Christopher, would you just be happy to have Nicholas, whoever is portraying him? No. I think that, <laughs> you know, if the show's going to end, like, I would prefer to have Tyler Christopher. But I thought Nick's to build had good chemistry with Maura West. And, like, I, I was really fine with him coming if we weren't going to get Tyler back. I want Tyler Christopher. Yeah. All right. 
All right, fine. I just want Tyler Christopher. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we done it again on oh. Lucretia Lyons' birthday. Oh. We've wrapped Yay. another successful episode of the GH Ooh, Report. Hey. Everybody, thanks so much for joining us here, uh, especially hopping in the chat. We, we wouldn't be able to do the show without your mm-hmm. great thoughts and comments as well. So, as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thanks for everybody happening in the chat. Make sure that you uh, follow Lucretia Lyons so you can say, send her plenty of birthday messages. Yeah. And if you want to do so, Lucretia, where can they find you to do that? You guys can always find me anywhere on the internet at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N, since there is only one. And I have two podcasts I do weekly, releasing on Tuesdays. That's on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podbean, all of them. It's called Mrs. Brightside or Dead Inside. It's both parts of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's pure comedy. Yeah. And I am Carla Renata. You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can also catch me at 5 o'clock over at BHL for my film review show over there, Black Tomatoes, and on Monday nights doing the recaps of Dancing with the Stars. Oh my goodness, and don't forget to comment uh, when you subscribe so uh, so Carla has plenty of time to get compose that special song just for one lucky commenter. Talk today. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> As always, folks, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. That's going to do it for this episode of the JH Report. We'll be back next week with another new episode right here on AfterBuzz TV. Hi, everybody. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.